You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what's up, everybody? Yes, this is episode number 48. We are recording on March 14th. We're released on March 15th. A couple things to talk about. I mean, it's not that much news kind of flying around. Uh, but we do have some new information on Orissa. Uh, Jeff Kaplan had an AMA we're going to talk about a little bit. Jeff Kaplan also uh, was a keynote speaker at GDC, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we got some weekly updates for you uh, regarding, you know, Anna and Zen, some uh, some ban for XP so exploiters, and a couple other things. And then we're going to hop into a little bit of community feedback. But uh, as always, we like to welcome anybody who is listening for the first time. Thanks for taking time to check out our show, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, for you first-time listeners, you know we do talk about Overwatch news and we do talk about you know competitive and esports. But the main focus of the show is the Overwatch community and the state of the game. So we mostly are going to focus on that when it comes up. Uh, but before we get into that, Mike, how has your week been? been good full of not overwatch oh yeah another another non-overwatch game taking up your time i mean i played a little bit because i just feel i don't feel obligated to play but i i i do feel like some some days i'm just like i really need to get my fix in and (laughs) and yeah then i just go back to my single player rpgs right now but i mean i i I played a little bit, but not a whole lot this week. Mm, okay. I mean, I did get a chance to play, but it's still mostly quick play. I really can't. I'm having a really hard time getting back into the groove of competitive. One, because I don't want to play without a group. I don't want to play without a group. I do not want to go in solo. And Overwatch LF is pretty, I don't want to say it's dead, but it's pretty much dead. I'll, like, I'll say it for you. It's dead. These posts <laughs> that are coming up for Overwatch LF are uh basically you know they're an hour or more apart um you know i haven't really been trying the some of the discord servers that i'm in but sometimes it takes a long time to get a response there i guess i got, I got spoiled i got spoiled with the original overwatch lf you go post a few minutes later boom you got a fucking you know you got a, you got a group that you're playing with and now that's just gone so should have yeah, made a solid group time. while you had a chance yeah so but I, uh, I mean, I did get, I did play one competitive game. Somebody invited me. I didn't know who they were though, but they're on my friends list. <laughs> you know, they're on my friends list. I didn't know who they really were, but I hopped in, and they didn't even say hi. They just immediately hit the join button, and we immediately go into a competitive game. That's when I noticed that he had sixteen hours on Bastion. I'm like, oh great, sixteen hours on Bastion in this 
season. Really? Yes. <laughs> if this season, so I'm like, okay. Uh, we ended up drawing. I mean, if you listen, if I, I'm not sure if it's somebody who listens to the podcast or somebody I grouped up with before. I'm not sure. So if if if, if it was you, if you if you're somebody who listens to the podcast, hit me up and let me know who you were because I was confused. I didn't know who they were. I I, could, I only had time to play one game anyway. Uh, I wish I would have known that before I really joined the group. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it is whatever. Yeah, so I, I joined, got a draw, and quit. It's not like I joined, got a loss, and quit. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear it. Only, only partial, only partial crap. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, I mean, I, I'm still playing Horizon Zero Dawn, but um, game was so last week. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I'm late now. But for, I am still playing Overwatch. I, I'm enjoying Overwatch a lot. I mean, for those who follow me on Twitter, you saw that I posted a uh, uh, a GIF on fucking Twitter of some dude who I, who was playing Anna. I don't know if there was, they were a guy or not, but to my playing Anna, they slept me, teabagged me. I'm Roadhog, by the way. They slept me, teabagged me, and then tried to, they, they uh, used a biotic grenade on me, and I guess they were going to try to shoot me to death. Dude, I just hooked them, pulled them, one shot, teabag. Like, just the counter teabag happened. I never teabag in games like that, unless you do some stupid shit like that. Don't be a dumbass. Don't teabag unless you get the kill, dumbass. Like, like why would you even think, like, or, why would you even do that? I would, put them, to, compa- I would put them to sleep, teabag. Go get my team and then have them kill you. <laughs> he could have put me to sleep, teabagged me, and still got, and got away. But he didn't do that. He, he's, he, got, he put me to sleep, came back, teabagged me, and then uh, biotic grenaded me as he tried to fight me. But it wasn't even a fight. He biotic grenaded me. I got up. I hooked him, killed him. We were on New, New Bonnie. You know how you go upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that, at the first point, there's that little hallway that they like to come upstairs to the balcony. We were in there. I wasn't gonna miss that hook, <laughs> you know. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty bad place to. Yeah, that's to try to pop off. So he, he changed his character after that. He immediately changed his character. So I don't know why. Well, I don't understand why people teabag in the first place. I mean, I, I don't know either. Don't don't look at me. Yeah, like it's it's stupid, you know. So, but whatever. But that that that's been my experience in Overwatch. Not. Not nothing too crazy. Um, I haven't. I've been seeing a lot of people play competitive, but the thing is, like, I haven't. Like, you know, a lot of people that I used to play competitive with are now in higher tiers. Like, they they even place higher than I do, so it's kind of hard to get into their groups now, which I understand. But that's my own problem. Um, but why don't we go ahead and uh, get into our top story? Top story. All right, so uh, first bit of news, and we're not going to spend too much time on this because all it is is the announcement for Arissa. We know when she's going to be released. Obviously, it's not this Tuesday that we're recording on, but the Tuesday, the 21st, is when Arissa arrives on live servers. I, uh, I'm i imagining they're also going to bring down the, the PTR changes that are, that are currently on the PTR. So we should get a pretty good patch on Tuesday. Um, you know, the hope. Uh, Winston should still be pretty. Uh, he, you know, he should, uh, you know, be a little bit better, a little bit easier to uh, chase those mercies down. 
So, uh, you know, Tuesday the 21st is when that will happen. Quickly moving on from that, uh, Jeff Kaplan did have an AMA. Uh, I believe it was, was it today? It was, it was really, it was very recently. Uh, we'll definitely have the, um, I th- I'm pretty sure it was today. Uh, actually, sorry, it was four days ago. Nope, yeah, not today. Yeah, I was today. like, uh, yeah, four <laughs> days ago. Subreddit has the receipts. <laughs> no, no. Actually, no, he, uh. The last response was 23 hours ago. AMAs don't happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, they must have posted the AMA four days ago. Right. Was last response was, so, it was yesterday is when he did the AMA. Okay. And we'll have the full AMA in the show notes for those who want to go through it. Um, that I mean, it, it is, it is kind of hefty to go through. So, we're just going to kind of pluck out the parts uh, that, well, that I found interesting. And, Mike, if you have anything that I didn't have here... Uh, feel free to, you know, go ahead and just kind of jump in there. Will do. Yeah. But um, so I guess the, the first thing that really struck out to me with this AMA was that it looks like there are more changes coming to Eichenwald. Uh, so Jeff Kaplan, he wasn't talking about Eichenwald directly. What he was doing was he was talking about their um, business intelligence group and how, you know, they pretty much – they they keep stats on a lot of stuff and they have a group of people or players internally that they just go over these stats and they cover things like, you know, hero picks, map picks, win rates, matchmaking, unlocks, queue times, game modes, all this stuff. They analyze everything to make sure or at least try to get the game balanced, right? And that's when he brought up Eichenwald and he said that, you know, they're looking at making changes to to the first choke point and Eichenwald, and that's driven by a stat, you know, stat shown and bounce, because on maps, they like to have a 50-50 win rate, and they don't mean player-wise, they mean attack and defense-wise. They want to attack to win 50% of the time, they want defense to win 50% of the time. Obviously, you're, always, you're not always going to strike that balance, you know, I guess unless you're playing a Temple of Anubis, because well, a while ago, Jeff Kaplan said that that was their that's most too- balanced map. Yeah. And that's mu- must be what he's talking about. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the 50, uh, 50, 50 win rate, but Eichenwald, I can, I mean, I understand how Eichenwald is not getting that 50, 50 win rate simply for the fact that even if you get past the first point, mm-hmm. getting that final point is a problem. Like it is, it is a yeah. problem. The spawn is right there. It is, but I kind of still want to see... I don't think there's been enough games played with the new door changes to... I want to see what happens with that door change, really, a lot more. I don't think there's enough data on it. Yeah, and actually, have you played it with the door change yet? I've only played it, like... It's only rotated, like, three times in the times I've played it, so I haven't really had a lot of experience on it, so I can't really comment, like, this is how I feel. Like definitively, I did, I did get a chance to play it over the weekend, uh, and I, I haven't played in 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 uh, competitive yet. But one that little door thing that happens kind of gives the attackers an edge because it give it lets you it gives you a higher point, like it, it puts you at a high point basically. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, all I did was I just kept using May to block it. It's true. <laughs> just but then you have to, to use it. that resource that used to be there to block 
So instead, you'd use May to block off one path, and then they'd only have one path to go through. But now you block it off the main path, and they still have, like, they, two semi-paths to go they through. They do, but they're both choke points. It's true, but, like, before, you'd only have one choke point, and you wouldn't have that option. We well, always had two choke points. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, they used the May wall to cut it off. Oh, you don't, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So, like, you always had the option of, like, well, yeah, I could use May and cut off a choke point, but I mean, that's what that's what that wall is for. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, the games that I played with it, I haven't noticed much of a difference, but it's definitely better. Don't get me wrong; it's not bad. It's definitely better. It doesn't feel like an impossible task to right. do. You know, you don't feel like the task is pushing back the defenders from that door. Because that was a task all by itself doing it. Right. It was first the attacker pushing them past, past the door. Then it was killing them enough times to where they don't spawn in time to get to the point. Exactly. Now it's just trying to do the that last part, which I'm still not happy about, but whatever. Yeah. Like, it's still... that's It, it, it works out because... That is a... Uh, now, you know, for the attacker's advantage, they now have a high point. Right? But from the defender's advantage you actually have more cover as a defender. So it's actually pretty cool. But either way, they're looking, they're talking about Eichenwall and how it's not a 50-50 win rate. Uh, because like I was saying, actually the whole thing I started conversation is that you could get really far in that game and just never win. You could get really far in Eichenwall and never get the win. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand that. But now they're saying they want to make changes to the first choke point. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm willing to see what they're what they're looking to do. The first choke point is a bit of a bitch, especially now with the Bastion meta. So, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing another ground path to get in to the first point. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But I also th- I, I think they're still going to see like that 50-50 win rate is going to remain the same uh, because it's the end point that appears to be the problem. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree, but at least that gate at least that was like a nice touch that they could actually change quickly. Yeah. But we'll we'll see how they balance the rest of it. Yeah. The biggest thing about that door change that I'm really glad is how stupid it is to break down a door and have another door come down by behind it. That's some that's some dumb shit, but <laughs> maybe in playtesting they saw that without it it was a little too OP. I don't fucking know. I don't know, I but don't know. I'm, 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 I am looking forward to those changes. I'm curious to see how, how it works. As long as it's not game-breaking, you know? As yeah. long as it's not game-breaking and they push it through. So we'll see. Uh, uh, oh, let's see, what else did he have? Uh, oh, yes. So a little bit about the Overwatch characters. You know, we know that characters like Tracer and Torbjorn were actually in Titan. But while most Overwatch heroes the heroes themselves weren't in Titan. A lot of the, well, I, I was going to say a lot of their elements were divide, uh, were derived from Titan or more specifically their kits, their kits were derived from Titan, not the characters per se. I think a lot of the characters, the characters themselves were developed from other places. Like we know soldier 76 was developed from a comic that, uh, Chris Metzen made a long time ago, you know? So, mm-hmm. but Let's say, you know, many of the Overwatch heroes, like, basically their kits were subclasses from Titan. So Tracer was the base class for this class called the Jumper. Right. Apparently. Yes. And the Jumper used dual-wielding machine pistols. And do you know why they use dual-wielding machine pistols? 
is because Jeff Kaplan was playing a lot of COD at the time, and he used to dual wield machine pistols. Yeah. I don't know. I lost a little respect right there. Did you I lost, you lost respect? respect? Right. <laughs> dual no, wielding machine pistols. Fuck you, buddy. Have fun. Call of Duty is just about <laughs> running in and shooting people, okay? Like, let yeah. people just run in and shoot people how they want. Don't judge nah. people. I don't like dual... Well, I'm actually, I'm not a fan of dual wielding in first-person shooters for some reason. I mean, it's uh, awful. I never liked it in Halo, but... I like dual wielding in, like, Max Payne. That's awesome. It's because you got bullet time every fucking five seconds, so you can do the oh, so bullshit, slow-mo dive, du- dual, pistol shot, dual pistol shots all day. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, remember, yeah, so when, that's... remember when dual weapons was such a big thing, like back in the PS2 and Xbox era? Like oh, now yeah. that was like so game breaking and like so fucking something. I don't even know. And now it's just like why? now it's cheesy. Now it's just now it's just like <laughs> now you're just cheesing. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember. But uh, yeah, so that's why Tracer actually has dual machine pistols now. But Reaper was actually a subclass. Well, his kit was a subclass of the jumper. Where basically the pistols were replaced with shotguns. Shotguns. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Was... <laughs> and that's how uh, Reaper got his kit. Widowmaker, Bastion, Soldier 76 were all subclasses of the Ranger. Uh, Symmetra and Torbjorn drew elements from a subclass from a, uh, a class called the Architect. Reinhardt uh, evolved from a class called the Juggernaut. Actually, I think, I think, uh, I didn't mark it here, but one thing that Jeff Kaplan said was that the only part of the Juggernaut that came through for Reinhardt was a big dude with a shield. That was it. That that was the only thing he really uh, came up with. And that Genji and Hanzo had evolved from the Assassin with, if you pair that with other stuff that they said before, apparently, I, I mean, it makes sense that, uh, that you know, maybe the name wasn't Sombra, but the Sombra kit was also in Titan as well. Because mm. that's the problem they had. Like, uh, they, basically, uh, we know that Genji and Hanzo used to be one character, and that character was originally what they wanted Sombra to be. But those two kits, you know, having the sword and the arrows and all those abilities didn't work that well together. So mm-hmm. they split the two, and that's how you got both Genji and Hanzo. So that's actually funny how that works. Also, Titan, I don't think they've ever said what the game actually was, but it I was think, it was it was FPS MMO. I don't that's think they, they ever said for. FPS MMO. I think they've said it was a failed MMO that was supposed to succeed World of Warcraft. Well, Je- in this like AMA, in, well, that, in this well, AMA, he said it's FPS MMO. Right. I think it's the first time we heard FPS MMO. I think, like, I've heard the Titan story kind of hit me in the head with a fucking hammer I don't know how many times now. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I heard it was a failed MMO. But I I don't remember him ever saying it was an FPS MMO. Well, that's the thing. It makes sense now. FPS MMOs don't work. They don't work. Well, Destiny. That's not an MMO. It's that's the, literally that's the, the closest thing to an MMO. But it's I not. Think, like that's a, like that's like calling Fantasy Star Online an MMO, and I just can't call that an MMO. Which uh, Fantasy Star Online? Oh, uh, because some of them I think would be classified. You think so? Well, some of them would. 
When I think MMO, I think, you know, uh, continuous world, you know what I'm saying? Like when you go into a zone, somebody, you can, you can link up with other people. Like other people are just there doing their stuff as opposed to going into a world and, uh, you know, it, it being an instance, mm. you know, cause if you put it like that, then every game, every multiplayer game is an MMO. I don't think like, you know, if we're talking about MMO RPGs, I don't think instance based unless we're talking stuff about like, you know, except like raids and things like that, but instance, instant ba- instance based, uh, uh, games like that don't count as MMOs for me. Okay. No, that's so fine. That could, I, that could just be an opinion I, thing, I mean, my, I feel like fantasy star was, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm more lenient on the MMO term. I wouldn't call something like Borderlands or like or anything like that. But Destiny, like I think, is the closest anyone's going to get to a first-person MMO. I guess it's the size of the instance because Destiny has a very small instance size. You know, you and your friend could both be on Earth, but unless you specifically group up together, you're not going to be in the same instance. True. Whereas with WoW, if you tell your friends you're on this server. And they go to that server. They don't have. They can run into you without grouping up with you uh, specifically. So that's what that's what I mean. But FPS MMOs just don't work that great. I mean, uh, Planet Side would probably be the best example of a semi-successful FPS MMO. But mm-hmm. even Planet Side Two was way less MMO and more like a like a very large-scale battlefield. That's what it was. Okay. You know, so it's, it's, I can understand why they were having trouble balancing that out. So, but, uh, let's see what else we got here. Numbani was a concept from Titan, that futuristic, you know, African city. So that was interesting. Uh, also, and I said this to somebody before and they didn't believe me. And I said that the, the Jeff Kappel said the reason Overwatch was announced with 12 heroes was to avoid comparisons with TF2. I told somebody that before. I was like, the only I said they 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 weren't going to be anywhere near around nine heroes because they would be we worried that every single like, every single character would be compared to a TF2 character. Like if they had Zarya, they'd be like, oh, that's the new heavy. Oh, Widowmaker, that's the new sniper. I mean, that happened anyway. You know, to a degree, like not necessarily with Zarya. Even though I have to admit, when I first saw Zarya, I instantly thought TF2 heavy. <laughs> but uh, then you actually see the way she plays. I'm like, oh, that's not TF2, TF2 heavy. <laughs> yeah, TF2 heavy is better. You know, but fuck God. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about that. I mean, like TF2 heavy. In what is good. way? In what way is he better than Zarya? Well, like so, Zarya is so, better in some ways, and the TF2 heavy is better in some well, yeah, ways. They each have their like, thing. But if if but you're unilaterally t- saying TF2 heavy is better than Zarya, I'm would like, you what calm the down fuck? for two seconds. Would you no, calm I'm down? raging at you the same way I rage at Diva. No, Dude, <laughs> I'm I need you to calm down for two seconds because I was talking about when they first announced the game, not now. Oh, okay. Dude, oh, see, okay. see, okay. take your blood blood pressure down, Jesus. <laughs> But um no like that's what I'm saying like, when it first came out yeah <laughs> check your pulse when when the game first came out like all you had to they didn't show that much gameplay they didn't show like team fights and that many maps unless you were at BlizzCon I guess but you know I'm mean, they're just showing these characters I'm kind of like oh look at you know like look she looks like the way she holds her gun the way the gun works that's like TF2 heavy 
now if you compare like obviously she's more of a utility character she can she can save way more lives than uh you know than the tf2 heavy because the tf2 heavy was basically a better well i shouldn't say a better reinhardt but you know he could clear a path he could keep the cart moving and he could like pop push out like you know long range damage the difference between him and Reinhardt is that he was really wide open to the sniper. I used to love plucking those noggins with the TFT heavy. You see a stupid bean floating around on my screen and just like popping in the face, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> um, one thing I did think was interesting, I thought Summer Games 2017 was in the bag. Like they were definitely going to do it. They were talking about bringing it again uh, this year from last year. And based off of this AMA conversation, 2017 Summer Games is not confirmed. Uh, Jeff Kaplan says they'd like to bring it back at some point. They'd like to give people a chance to win those skins again. But that tells me that you guys have not confirmed that that Summer Games is definitely on. Now, they may do that because they don't want people just hoarding coins. Like we do. But, we but we're gonna we're gonna hold <laughs> we're gonna hoard coins anyway now because we know you're not gonna stop doing events, right? It's true. Like they're well, we're hoarding coins for events. Yeah, exactly. They're not gonna stop doing events. So we're even if we don't know what events coming up next, we're just still gonna <laughs> keep hoard the coins. coins. I have a, yeah. You know, I made my first non-event coin purchase this week, mainly because I I wanted I I realized that I did not have Lucio's dance emote mm. and I wanted to get it. So the next time I knock somebody off of Lijong tower, I'm going to dance as they fall away. That's what I'm going to do. Cause I was thinking about doing it. I'm trying to fill out all my slots here for my, uh, for my emotes, my, uh, voice lines and stuff like that. I use my number pad. That's the beauty of PC. Robbie, That's why I, it works so well. I use my Naga number pad. So yeah, <laughs> No, but that's that's the first non. But other than that, I have like, I think I have like you know fifteen hundred coins just sitting there waiting for the next event. Well, I have to buy Arissa skin when she comes out. So yeah, I don't worry about buying character skins until after I figure out if I'm gonna play that character or not. And I don't plan on playing Arissa at least for a week because you know when she first comes out, everybody's gonna be picking. Her. Oh, I know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. Luckily, I'll have Mass Effect, so I'll be okay. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have a segment called What's Mikey Playing This Week? Because it ain't Overwatch. <laughs> I play, I'm playing Overwatch. Just um, not I'm, as much as I used to because now I actually have games I want to play. <laughs> okay, it makes it sound like you're just playing Overwatch at all. <laughs> it's the no, because Overwatch was fun last year. It's just last year there wasn't a lot I actually fucking that gave a true. shit about. Well, like Overwatch I mean, came out at a really good time for me because nothing else sounded good. I don't know. I had a I had a great year last year, man. I think I had a shit year last year. Yeah, I know. It's it's different for us. <laughs> oh well. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah. So Jeff Kaplan says he can no longer use voice comms because people recognize him <laughs> when he hops on voice comms. I love that. I like that. That was that was funny. And uh, Jeff, I know you're listening here. I, I don't accept that, sir. No, you get on fucking voice comms. With why? The team DG. So, so why? So when they when they're playing when they're playing with Jeff Kaplan, they could troll the fuck out of him because you know 
Because you know someone will just troll the fuck out of Jeff and just do like crazy stupid shit if they Maybe. know he's on his team. But that or be- opposing. If it's opposing Jeff, you better believe everyone's going to try to shoot the fuck out of him. Dude. Well, first of all, the other team doesn't know what Jeff Kaplan's handle is, right? Oh, it doesn't know that it's Jeff Kaplan. Yeah, until you get the one guy that's like, oh my god, Jeff Kaplan's on our team. He's going to wreck y'all or some stupid shit like that. Maybe. And you know what? That's a shame. But you need to communicate. Overwatch is about communication. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Not using voice comms is not an option. What if the voice actors played and then they, like, I heard, I heard rumors Matt Mercer, when he was playing this more, was and he'd play McCree, he would do High Noon, or voice, yeah, do the voiceover of High Noon. That. Yeah, he yeah. that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's okay or not. No, it is not. <laughs> but that's using comms. <laughs> that is, to be a dick. <laughs> to be a dick, yeah. Use comms responsibly. Use Please. comms responsibly. No, but Jeff, that's not acceptable. You got to get on comms, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one also kind of bothered me. Uh, the fact that not all character balance changes are made on stats. Uh, he confirmed that both the Symmetra change and the Bastion change were due to player perception, not stats. Well, that's you don't not want, okay. Well, you don't want people... like. What's the point of playing a character if no one is really enjoying it except for a minute amount of people? But just because you, you, you're enjoying a character doesn't mean... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. To make a character more enjoyable, sure. But don't make that... Don't unbalance the character just because somebody is not finding them enjoyable. Like, I mean, both of those characters, actually, uh, Symmetra and Bastion, are two characters, I believe, don't need to be played all of the time. It's okay to have situational characters, and both Symmetra and Bastion were pretty situational characters. You know, the problem that they saw with Symmetra was that after you get all, you know, after a first point is taken, it's usually time to switch off of Symmetra. You know, Bastion was also only good in certain situations. That's not a problem if the characters are balanced. Now you have Symmetra with an insane reach that bends over and behind objects. You know. Uh, you have Bastion, which is just cutting people down right now. The only saving grace is that I think a lot of people, since he's easier to play, a lot of people who are not good at shooting, I guess, mm-hmm. are playing with him. And that's kind of a saving grace. Because I definitely fought a Bastion on Saturday that I was hopping over his like turret spray as I was shooting him and he couldn't hit me. So, you know, but it's still like the, the problem. I mean, that's all that's great and all right. But the problem with that comes when you run into players who do know what they're doing and are able to completely dominate with those characters because of that. If you get close to a good Symmetra, a good Symmetra can shut you. If you get within seven meters of her now, dude, you're toast. I'm, not, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm you, I, you, do you hear my, do you hear disagreement from me? Right no, now? I do. I do okay. You're not disagreeing. Okay. I'm talking to the people, Mike. John's talking to the people. Oh, you're talking to the people. Should I just go if you're just talking to the people? Then apparently you just can talk to the people. I don't. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like you know, that the argument constantly is, oh, well, Symmetra just got to shoot her, uh, or Bashing just got to do this or do that. Well, Symmetra's hard well, to no, shoot because she's skinny. No shit. You know off. how what you need to do to get rid of these characters, but it's a, it's incredibly hard to get rid of them when somebody. When one, there's synergy with other characters, and both people know what they're doing. Yep. You know, that that's we it's 
I don't want to say that there shouldn't you shouldn't get a, a a benefit for synergy and stuff like that. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is shouldn't you know everything should come at a cost. It should be balanced. It shouldn't necessarily be super easy. Like last week when I talked about that scenario we had where we had a Bastion plus a Reinhardt shield plus a Symmetra shield and a Maywall. Sure, that person who's playing Bastion was probably having a ton of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. We weren't trying to get through that goddamn choke point icon wall. Welcome to the problem with Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only time anyone has fun in Magic is when you're keeping the other playing from doing anything whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. No. That's not it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've seen that kind of balance, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this wouldn't be that big of a deal. I bet, yeah. This wouldn't be that big of a deal if Blizzard only handled just the game itself, right? But full circle again, this is the problem when the developer handles the competitive aspect of the game too. You know, that's that this is part of the problem. Because they can't just balance it to make the characters fun to play. You also you also have to keep the competitive angle and those two conflict. So that's you know, they confirm that, you know, we may be seeing some changes just because people don't think the characters are that fun to play or they or people want to play them more and but the characters kits really aren't built for that so that was a little disheartening from a competitive standpoint uh there uh, good news there are new mccree and widow skins coming this spring uh i'm thinking maybe an event maybe probably easter maybe or something or spring fling or spring break or something i don't know I well, don't spring know. breaks already happened well, whatever, what other, well, okay, so they did, well, obviously they did the holiday event um, in December, but that's because there's a ton of holidays that happen in December around that time, right? So what other, what else happens around Easter besides Easter? Because I don't think they do an event just for one holiday. I mean, I wouldn't think they'd do Easter because it's a religious holiday, too, a super religious holiday, too, but, yeah. um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, well, just, yeah, I can think yeah. about it as like spring break, graduation, Easter, and like, that's all it is in spring. Yeah, really. I don't know. Maybe, is there like maybe. a spring festival or something shitty like that? Is there? Is there like a spring solstice or something? I don't know. Well, it seems that on this planet we do all of our partying at one time. <laughs> Everything good happens <laughs> near the end of the. Well, it's because typically wasn't it like you work your ass off in the or you par- well no you would party. Because you'd work your ass off planting shit in spring, letting it grow in summer, harvesting it in the fall, and then just drinking your ass off in the winter because you can't go outside because it's fucking cold. So in I don't some know. places, yeah. That's true. Maybe that's why. Ask a historian. <laughs> but, um... I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe an event's coming. They're saying that there's going to be a new Widowmaker legendary skin for you Widowmaker mains out there. I mean, I'm curious to see what kind oh. of... Oh. Go ahead. Earth Day. Earth Day? Yeah. You think or Cinco de Mayo. A... That happens around Easter? No, but it could be like a spring holiday. I'm just going to have a spring holidays out of my ass right now, okay? <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be Easter. But I feel like St. Patrick's Day. We're Wait, trying to happened. find a smooth transition to get this event in so we can get some new skins here. That's, Look, that's I'm what just, we're working I'm on. Just, I'm going to say Earth Day because, you know, our Earth is great. 
and we have hope for the future. Do we? Do we? <laughs> in Overwatch, apparently, we do. Yes, yeah, so that is true. In Overwatch, we do have a hope for the future. Um, okay, so... Yeah, actually, I was going to say something about the McCree skin. I need to know what they're going to do to possibly be better than the all-American McCree skin. Like, the, the real American... Like they, That is the greatest McCree skin to date. How could you possibly get better than that? Um... I don't know. Lone Ranger? What is that? The Lone Ranger? Didn't they already have that? I mean, it's Mystery Man. It's not really the Lone Ranger, but... I they have know. a Dick Tracy kind of skin already for him, too. They do. It's that yellow Mystery Man. I think... I don't know. We might have met... Well, I have a... Uh, space it, Cowboy? Is there a Space Cowboy thing? Could they do that? Possibly, I don't know. That that might be a good idea, but I don't know. I think we might have hit peak McCree. I think they might have, you they know, accidentally <laughs> their default skin repalette swapped was their best skin for McCree. <laughs> yeah, and you could only get it during the spring games. Sorry, people, no spring games this year. It confirmed. An, it's an American skin <laughs> Afghan with American colors on the revolver. You know that's going to come up in July 4th. Oof. Like, July 4th, they have to release that again, right? That has to be a thing. <laughs> Just one day. Like, hey, you have one day to try to get this skin to drop, okay? <laughs> and its rarity is like 5%. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that, that, should, that, was, that is the best skin. I'm so glad that I got it. So glad. Uh, but yeah, so we got that to look forward to. And also, we may be looking at some Lucio changes on the way there. Taking a look at Lucio now. I don't know what they're going to do to him because, I mean, to be honest, all they've done with Lucio is they've just constantly nerfed him. I I think they're tired of nerfing him and they just have to figure out a way to, like, they might have to pull a Symmetra. I don't, it, well, well, first of all, well, Lucio is not in a bad spot at all. Like, no, he, he's not. But isn't he, like, must pick all the time? Still, uh, no, because AOE I, healing. Well, Anna is a must pick, but I mean, like, well, that That's it true. makes sense for Lucio to be a must pick. Like, he, he, as long as he has AOE healing, he's always going to be a must pick. I think they're probably going to have to do like I think they're going to have to pull a Symmetra for honestly Anna and Lucio at some point because the problem is you can nerf them into the ground all fucking day long, but like it's their kit. Yes, the kit exactly. is the problem. So. Eventually, you're gonna have to pull a Symmetra slash Bastion and just rework the kit a little bit. Dude, there's nothing. Like this the hero pick rate doesn't have to be equal. It doesn't have to be close to equal. No, but I mean, just Lucio just does so much shit. He like, does. He's, he, he's mobile. He, he's fast. He heals AOE. He has a life saving ult. It's like he can do he can do halfway decent damage. He's got a push. He's got a boop. Yeah, I mean he's he's very fucking versatile. Like, there's never an instance where you're just like, man, we sure couldn't use a Lucio right now. That's true, but like, okay, but it, here we go. It's situational, right? It is, but there's so many situations he he fits in, right? Like, it's, and it's, in compared that's... to the and compared to the rest of the cast, who's more situational, except for maybe Reinhardt, who is all who is anchor tank. And it's yeah. like, there's almost never a bad time to have a Reinhardt. Right. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
it's okay to have situational heroes, even if some are more situational than others. Like, if Lucio is a pick, oh, I, that's fine. I don't see a problem with that. Like, you know, people say, like, for, you know, people say, oh, Mercy's dead because she's not picked as much as Lucio or Anna. No. And there's several times where I'd much rather have a Mercy on the team than a Lucio Anna combo or a Zen. Like, for example, first point on a lot of uh, maps for defense, I'd much rather have a Mercy for like Temple of Anubis or Eichenwald so that you can get that res. You know, the enemy team, you know, they're going to be trying to like, you know, stack their ults to push into their place. You die, let that Mercy sit in a corner somewhere and then boom, res everybody. Now they're back and in the middle of your trap, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's situational. And... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, you guys tell me, do you guys see a problem with having some heroes that are just situational and sometimes, I mean, I understand that you like playing heroes, you know, to a degree, but. I don't think the problem is they're situational. It's just the problem that Lucio is so. Is just so you, he's not that situational, whereas everybody else in the cast is. Like, so much of the roster is situational that, like, the only other character I can think who isn't as situational is Reinhardt, compared to Lucio. I'm thinking, I'm scanning. Soldier. Soldier's always good to have. Okay, you got, so you have, I mean, Soldier's never awful, I guess. He's never, like, the best thing in the world to grab, but, like, he's never bad. Yeah. Where, like, I can never think of, like, of Reinhardt or Lucio ever being, like, a... I mean, I guess it's the same instance. Like, there's never, like, a bad time to pick them. Right. Which is... And I'm saying that's not a problem. Okay. Well, you got some... You think that's a problem? You think it's a problem that they're always viable? You're right. It's only because, like... Only because, like, a team is made up of six characters, and and if three of your 20... Some odd characters is, and three of them are viable, and your team is always going to be hosted by those three, and you only have three others of your 20-some-odd characters that are going to be your flex picks. Like, that's a little problem. I think that instead of trying to, instead of maybe uh, taking it on the characters, because like you said, it's the kits that are the problem, like with Anna yeah, and no, Lucio, I, I, I've, and I've with said- Reinhardt. Yes, it's the I, kits that's the problem. I think that needs to be resolved in, in map design. I agree, but I'm saying to do that, they're going to have to become less jack-of-all-trades or less, you know, they're going to have to be more situational. Because the problem is, they're too all-around fucking good. Right, well, that's because of the way they currently design the maps. Right, but like this, and but they can't... It, the, other, the other problem is the maps... But, like, it's, I feel like it'd be way harder to balance the maps than it is to balance the character. But I, what the fuck do I know? I'm not a developer. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they're, like, I feel Anna and Lucio are, are being looked at for kit work after this Bastion shit's laid to rest. Well, we'll talk about Anna in a second, but. I don't know, Lucio, he, I don't know what else they could do, unless they change his kit, like you said, 
I don't know what else they can really do to him. They can't do anything else. Yeah. So There's literally nothing. They've nerfed him to the fucking ground and he's still picked. What does that tell you? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what they have in mind. Hopefully they'll do it sooner than later because now I imagine there's going to be a bunch of speculation and I hate speculation. Uh, but yeah, that was the stuff from the AMA that we picked out. If you read the AMA and you thought some points were interesting, please let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear about them. Let's move on to uh, Jeff Kaplan's world-building keynote that he had, and I'll have the link in the show notes for you guys to watch it. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, the GDC theme this year, it's for GDC 2017, was world-building, and Jeff was the keynote speaker. And, uh, you know, so they basically, you know, Overwatch is a hot title, obviously. So he talked about um, how they built the world of Overwatch. And a couple things I thought were was interesting were, um, well, the main thing, I should say, is that they did not want to do post-apocalyptic Earth or like an oppressive theme. You know, he started off by talking about, you know, they have these universes like a sci-fi theme and... Uh, Starcraft, they have a fantasy theme, and Warcraft, they have a gothic theme, and Diablo, and they really want to do something on Earth, but if you look at most Earth games, like, you know, you're looking at a lot of war-torn cities, uh, post-apocalyptic stuff, and they did not want to do that. says that one of the lessons they learned from WoW is that players quite literally get fatigued by playing oppressive areas. Thank you, I know. This is why I don't think I can play Fallout. For that long like as i'm playing fallout i just want to stop playing fallout you know though to be f- to be fair the games the post-apocalyptic space is getting now it's getting flooded with um post-apocalyptic plants plants everywhere <laughs> destroyed buildings but there's plants overgrown it it's like it's having the last of us obviously had an effect on people and now it's just everywhere or it's starting to get everywhere We'll see yeah. how it goes. Well, technically speaking, well, I mean, I haven't gotten to the end of Horizon, but it's post something, you know. And there's plants. Yeah, we still everywhere. need to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's post something. I have my theories, but that's not for this show. <laughs> um, so yeah, like the they they did not want to have like oppressive areas where players got fatigued, so they pretty much flipped it on its head and they wanted to do. Uh, you know, bright and clean maps, and that's what they did. So uh, one map he brought up was Ilios, and the reason they picked Ilios was because that is a vacation spot that he wanted to visit. Like, that's something that he wanted to do that brought him joy. So they, they picked Ilios. Uh, Oasis, I didn't know this. I thought, I mean, I knew Oasis was somewhere in the Middle East, but Oasis is actually, it's in Iraq, and it's imagining a better future for Iraq. That's what they uh, wanted to do. So that's why Oasis looks the way it is. And I I, think I said it before, like a couple episodes before, um, it's definitely the best looking map they have. I love Oasis. Oasis Oasis is like one of the coolest maps they've come out with easily. Yeah, it definitely is the... I like that they changed the, their, their level design. is a bit more complex. Mm-hmm. I don't really see people using... Uh, as much as of the complex, uh, much of the side areas and lower areas, that I thought they would. Dude, I use that shit all the time to escape, especially on that the the live oh, is the university map. When I need to escape, I just hop right down that hole as Reaper or Tracer and get the fuck out of there. So, 
I do really enjoy that. You, I thought you were gonna say something. No, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I, it is not utilized to its fullest potential. I've noticed everyone just still just rams down the fucking death hall and just butt heads until someone fucking until everyone dies or something. Right. Yeah, that's just the, the map design kind of conflicts with the character kitten design. You know. Like you actually, I guess this is kind of to your point, Mikey, because you know the other side is probably going to have like a Reinhardt. So if you don't have a Reinhardt and you're not behind that shield, you know, you're in trouble. So, but that's something that I think can be changed with. Ah, fuck it. We already talked about that. <laughs> yeah, we've, <laughs> we beat that to, we beat that with a dead horse. Yeah. Let's, let's just, let's stop. But, um, no, yeah, you, I think you're right about Oasis. Uh, now, one thing I thought was funny was that Dorado obviously is in Mexico, right? But by accident, they modeled Dorado after an Italian city. By accident. Uh, so basically, they, they they Googled colorful Mexican city, and this one picture comes up with a super colorful town. They're like, oh yeah, let's do that. And they're looking at the town, and they're all the colors and how it looks, and they make the map. And after they make the map, somebody... Asked them, why did you model this Mexican town after this Italian city? And that's when he finally went back and looked at the Google Images uh, picture. And it said that it was, a, it was actually an Italian city. So Dorado is not Mexico. <laughs> it's actually Italy. Except I don't think they have pinatas in Italy. At least not as many as, as they have in the Dorado map. So that was, uh, that, that was actually pretty interesting. But, I mean, he also did, he did get into the character design and, you know, how diverse the characters are. But I didn't feel that we really needed to bring that up here because people always talk about the characters. That's always the main thing uh, well, about the characters. They never they talk say, about the map design. Well, they, they say they're a company that builds heroes, as they put it. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to talk about nothing but what they design, which is heroes. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do, you know, after watching this and looking at basically all of the Overwatch maps and stuff like that, I, I realize why I can play for such long periods of time. And I think that's right because it's not a bunch of post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, maps. There's not a there's not a bunch of stuff that's destroyed, smoke everywhere, gunshots in the distance. Yeah, the only thing that's really like that is Eichenwald. Eichenwald and the new Bonnie Airport right now. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Doomfist is a dick. Yeah, that's yeah, but like, you're right. Eichenwald is the only place. Even that map is like bright and it looks pretty cool, you know. So oh, I mean, the sun doesn't stop shining. Yeah, <laughs> until it explodes. Until it I'm explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike for you. He'll bring you the joy and then bring you the pain. <laughs> Hashtag bringer of pain. But, yeah, I, I think that they go, because I can play Overwatch for a very, very long period of time, especially when I do my uh, my Zen playthrough, as I think I called it, where I just don't have my headphones on. I'm breaking my own rules about communication, but fuck it, it's quick play, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that I do like the fact that they designed their maps with that in mind, and uh, that's really nice. So, but I, like I said, I'm going to have the show, um, the link in the show notes, so you, should, you guys should check it out when you get a chance. Let's move on to weekly updates. Weekly updates. Okay, two weeks in a row, more than one update. How am I doing? How am I doing, huh? So, uh, first thing I want to bring up, 
is the ridiculousness. This 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 podcast is tipsy turvy. At one point I'm praising them, at another point I'm not. Uh the ridiculousness that the uh the PTR changes to Anna and Zen were reverted within twenty four hours after they were someone released. probably messed up. I have a feeling someone just messed up when they released those. Dude, they talked about releasing them before they actually released them. I really think someone fucked up. No. Like those, someone released those without I don't know. No, because here check it out. Okay. So the on the PTR, just to review, here's what changed with Anna. Biotic rifle decreased from 80 to 60 damage. Uh, biotic grenade damage reduced from 60 to 30. And healing impact reduced from 150. The problem with Anna is her healing. But the change they reverted was the impact damage. The impact and the impact damage and healing reverted to live values for her grenade. That's where the problem actually lies. Her grenade plus her healing shot, which actually never got touched. However, the damage from her rifle now only does 60. So, I guess now she's not outputting as much damage, but she's still healing the shit out of those tanks. You know, I guess technically speaking, since Bastion is all buffed up now, he could probably help out more with that. But still, man, like that's that I think that was the wrong way to go. I think that was the wrong way to go. If you're going to increase anything, bring her damage back a little bit. And then having have the healing of the grenade still reduced. Also, that damage impact. I don't. Why does the biotic grenade hit for that much? Like that's a, that's that's a good amount. So, but that that's back. And then the Zenyatta, the targeting through barriers has been reverted. There goes my dream of the Zenyatta Winston meta. Rip. That's probably that's probably why they didn't do it. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Winston is too soft of a tank. For that to stop them from doing that. I think it was more just like, could you, I, I want you to imagine a Reinhardt taking a Symmetra orb fully charged with a Discord orb on them. Just imagine how glorious that looked. If a Reinhardt gets hit with the Symmetra orb, he deserves to die. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know how many people I see just walk into it? Still, like almost a year later, and we still have people just like open up, open up, shield up, gonna block this orb. Oops, nope, ate it. There's damage. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> First of all, what I've heard people shoot the orb from like a, the side of me, and the orb is so loud, it might as well be a goddamn train moving slowly toward me. Like it is, it is. I wonder what the damage amp is on like small orbs. Cause you can lay a lot of those down in like a row and it's really hard for Reinhardt to like Blum move out the way. away. <laughs> so I wonder what the damage, and he's huge. So he's going to probably get hit by a lot of them. So I wonder what the damage increases on the discord orbs from all true. those tiny little orbs. That is true. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, they reverted those changes almost immediately. So Zen back in your box. For now. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. He'll rise again, I'm sure. Yeah, eventually. Uh, one thing, and we called it, we called it on the show, uh, they are, are, uh, Blizzard is taking action against people who are exploiting uh, XP in the custom game mode. So I guess one of the first things somebody did was make custom game modes that um, you, they open up a skirmish and people just sit there. Like, actually, um, Team Fortress used to have the same thing. 
Team Fortress to have servers where people just go in and get achievements. They would do it cheat their achievements, but I guess Valve didn't care because you didn't get anything for achievements. So, uh, yeah, with uh, actually, no, because they even, I think they even um, Valve even did something about that, so I think I was wrong. That was a long time ago. Either way, uh, basically, what Blizzard did is now skirmish modes, uh, you cannot get XP from, from playing skirmish modes within custom games. And Blizzard said if the behavior continues, not only will they remove XP from custom games, period, they will ban players that exploit it. So I wouldn't do it, folks. I would not do it. Not worth it. Not worth it. Just get your loot boxes the old-fashioned way. Play the game that you bought. (laughs) Play the game that you bought. But I bought that DLC. Yeah. No. Uh, also coming to the PTR, I'm not sure if they actually added it yet or not, but it looks like they will. They are going to test having hacked health packs visible through walls for teammates. So oh, go ahead, seems Mike. Fine. Huh? Seems fine. That seems fine. Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be fine. That's tactical. I approve. I approve of tactical buffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like now people will know when health packs are up, where they are. That you know, they're, they're, where Sombra is probably fighting around because there's a health pack over there that's re- ready to be used. Yep, exactly. all the time. So uh, yeah, that's that's looks. I like. So I'm not sure if it already came to the PTR or not, but it's they, they like that idea. Actually, that was community suggested. That didn't come straight from Blizzard. That was a community suggestion. So. Get on those forums, folks. Uh, lastly, uh, Blizzard has expressed an interest in clan support. I think clan support would actually help the whole team situation a lot more. I mean, it's the second best thing to LFG, to be honest. Like it, it, it shows you what groups of people are playing together. You could probably join communities and uh, you know uh, get together with that. That would be pretty cool. So uh, you know, I would look out for that. I don't know, maybe for the end of the year? I don't see what the big deal with adding clan support is. That I don't see how that can be that intensive, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Right, let's hop into community feedback. Not much this week. Um, we did, uh, Eagle Eyes did actually, oh, actually, I'm sorry, Disco Dan actually gave us a, a suggestion before we do that uh for not our 50th episode actually i'm sorry he was giving it for our 50th episode but it's actually gonna probably work out better when we do our uh one year overwatch celebration so thanks a lot for that disco dan thanks for participating in the discord uh we i think we're definitely gonna do that um actually oh here's another comment from edna that i did not see um yeah, so Edinar said, uh, well, one, I think he's talking to us. We got his name right. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully I just said it right again. Uh, he thinks the clip reduction really makes no difference <laughs> on um, Orissa. To, uh, that's what he's talking about. He says, I will say Orissa feels almost more like Zarya to me than to Reinhardt. That might have something to do with the inability to close the gap on enemies. That's true. I mean, she doesn't really have an ability to close a gap. She's not supposed to, but she has a long ass reach. <laughs> you know that that that's 
if you have a long ass reach, you really don't need to close the gap. Like, you know, that's widow. Yeah, she's she's fine. She doesn't need a mobility ability. Like her her kid is all about like planting down anyway, it feels like. Not so much moving all around and all all its way and whatever. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. Not every character has to have super fucking mobility. That always drives me crazy about games like this is how mobility seems to be like, well, that character doesn't have mobility, so they suck. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Well, I think he's. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know. No, go ahead. I'm done. No, I think he said that because we were talking about, you know, basically Orissa is another anchor tank. She's supposed to be like another Reinhardt. She's, I kept calling her Reinhardt Light on yeah. uh, Twitter. And that's yeah. what mainly he's talking about here. And I mean, I, I, it makes sense, you know, the. the the comparisons to Zarya, but at the same time, Zarya isn't going to, you know, you can't gather behind a Zarya and push yeah, a point you together. Can't. Zarya is definitely an off tank to like help defend and cause chaos. Like she's not so much a get behind me, stand behind me and I'll protect you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. She's banking on you actually being stupid. Actually, one so. of her, one of her <laughs> voice lines is I will lead us to victory. No, you won't. <laughs> I mean, a good gravity surge could. Yeah, but no, like a Reinhardt is in the front. He's got his shield up. He's pushing forward. Orissa is going to be in the front. Even her shield is going to be, she's going to be able to project the shield forward. Even the if only... the shield is down, she could fortify herself. She's a large target. So, yeah. The only problem I see with Orissa is she doesn't really have a way to start a fight outside of her pull ability. Like, you know what I mean? She doesn't have, like, a charge in. She doesn't have, like, a knockdown. She doesn't really have a way to initiate the fight, per se. So she's going to need to rely on someone else to initiate it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I mean, like, you're you're not just talking about starting a fight. I mean, anybody can start a fight. You're talking about incapacitating the enemy. Making, being, causing an advantageous situation to occur to where your team would want to initiate basically initiation. Yeah. Like she doesn't have much to initiate off of outside of maybe like booping someone with that orb or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, no. Whatever that I'm still not talented enough with that orb to figure out exactly what I can do with just, it. Just right so. click a second time, Mike. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that now. Yes. I was going to say you didn't know it last week. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Yeah. Didn't read the thought I was smart enough, but I didn't need to read the help notes. Lord knows I should have had an F two. Is F two F one? It's F one, yeah. So. F one, yeah. Should have had F one. <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't my proudest moment. Yeah, yeah. All right, but let's get to to Eagle Eyes because she she posted uh, recently and she was saying that uh, you know she hasn't she's she's been consumed by work and she hasn't uh, been in the loop for a while but she did say something about overwatch on console she says the hardest thing about being a console only ow player is that i can't seem to make myself care about the ptr understandable while everyone's Not- freaking about freaking out about balance changes and the new hero I operate on a wait and see basis the most recent iteration of the ptr proves that this might be the best way to approach it i haven't even seen some of the diehards in my friends list playing on xbox lately and i can't help but to think it might be related to waiting for the bastion nerf to come through am i alone in thinking this way i'm just cur- curious how the state of the game is going on console considering i'm on the brink of a back-to-back snow days 
Yeah, me too. And that would be the ideal time to do my placement matches. Um, I did reply back that I think Blizzard, Blizzard's nerfed Bash as much as they're going to nerf him at this point. Like, it's all but beyond, like, at this point. Re- it's retooling. Like, it's resetting the kit. It, it's it's symmetrying him. If they do anything else. Yeah. Like, basically, they, they reduced his Ironclad from 35% to 20 I think that's all they're going to do. Because they want these changes to stick. They want people running around his Bash. And they want people using him. Um, and on console... I think I- I think Ironclad still needs to be reduced a little bit more, but whatever. Yeah, and I, this is another example. Like on console, I don't think that that's gonna be it because like Bastion's a, was a problem not just because he was mowing people, not just because of his his kit, but the fact that you have less mobility on console. Like you know when I when I said earlier, I on PC I was playing a Bastion player who wasn't great, and I was literally hopping over his fire as he was trying to hit me, and I killed him. Mm. I can't really do that on piece on, on console unless I have a special controller. I have to have a special controller to do that on console. Right. You know, I, so yeah, no, it's, it really does. It's, it is different. And Blizzard needs to take more seriously their promise to balance console and PC separately. But I think the bash that we have now is the bastion that we're going to get on both PC and console for quite some time, unfortunately. So, I would say if you have uh, people to play with, definitely do the placement matches. It's actually probably easier to get placements on P- on Xbox, uh, form a group on Xbox because of the built-in clubs. I had the the clubs have built-in LFGs, which is awesome. So I've yet to do my placement matches on Xbox. Uh, if we can hook up, I would definitely love to play with you. We can see if we can get that done. Uh, maybe pull a couple other people in. So uh, we can try to do that. Um, other than that, I don't think I have a uh, community discussion this week. Uh, I am looking forward to Arissa coming out next week, even though like I guess I've been calling her Reinhardt Light. But I am curious to see how she plays in live because it's not the same. So um, yeah, let's uh, no community commun- no community discussion this week. But I've, as always, I mean, we just talked about you know and that AMA. Let us know what you thought about what Jeff Kaplan. Uh, was saying there. I'd, I'd love to hear your opinions on it. I mean, obviously, you've heard hours if you're listening to the show, so that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we can go ahead and start closing this thing up. Uh, as always, we we are looking for Overwatch stories. So if you have any funny, surprising, or angry stories to tell, we definitely want to hear them. Send them through. Uh, we're still taking suggestions for the 50th episode. That is one episode away at this point. This is episode 48. Uh, so go ahead and send those through. And once again, thanks again, Disco Dan, for your suggestion. Uh, we have Xbox and PS4. We have Xbox Club and PS4 community on the respective consoles on both Xbox and PS4. They're called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. F- please feel free to uh, to join those to to hook up with us uh, to play some Overwatch sometime. And uh, also on PC. Actually, sorry, not just PC, but. Uh, we have a Discord server that anybody can connect to. It's discord.4mash. Oh, sorry. Discord.mash4.me. Sorry. So it's discord.mash, the number four, dot me. And you can kind of hop into the conversations we have during the week. Uh, also, I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. Um, great community of people who like to play Overwatch. All different platforms, all different skill levels, and some good memes flying around all the time. So... 
I would definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, but other than that, I think we are done here. Mike, we're done, right? I, I think so. Wow, this is... Wow, we wrapped this up pretty well. Considering most of our shows are 90 minutes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for listening. We're available on multiple platforms. We're available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music. We're on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbean, and we have an RSS feed for anybody who's using a podcatcher that, uh, you know, that's not what any of the ones I just mentioned. And links for all those are available right on the Matchless Buttons website. We have uh, a Twitter, which is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. So you can uh, follow us there to uh, communicate directly with the show. That account, we've been using it because you know, we have the main MTB account, which is uh, slash MTB or at MTB site. But the Watchpoint Radio uh, Twitter account is main, it's just pretty, it's all Overwatch. So all Overwatch and sometimes Ja. So that's, that, that's, that, that's what it is. So check us out there if you want to keep up with the show and some Overwatch uh, news and funny videos and stuff like that. Uh, you can also reach us on Facebook.com slash buttons and YouTube.com slash buttons. Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find you? They can find me on Twitter at K-E-Y underscore L-O-C-K-E underscore. So that's key underscore lock with an E at the end underscore. Okay. And I am underscore Ja underscore. It's underscore J-A-A underscore. And uh, we always encourage you guys to reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show, about the topics that we talked about. We love getting feedback from you guys. So uh, please uh, reach out. You can uh, hit us on Twitter. We, you can reach us on Facebook. You can reach us on SoundCloud. Uh, the website has both an R, uh, has an RSS feed, sorry, a uh, contact form, or you can leave a comment. You can reach that WPR at mashlessbuttons.com. That is our email address. So if you want to hit us up there, that's cool too. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to support us, the best way to support us is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your platform of choice. Uh, that really helps us out and when you guys do that. And we appreciate everybody who has written a review. Uh, or, or even if you didn't write a review, if you just gave us a rating uh, so far, that was really, we really do appreciate that. Uh, we encourage you to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up on Mashless Buttons this week. And you can go to mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. So, uh, all right, guys, enjoy your week in Overwatch. By the time you hear from us next week, Arissa will be out and maybe some additional changes. So we will see. So uh, you guys have a good week. Good luck, everyone, and take care. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, March 13th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week talking about the final countdown to Destiny 2 and the Age of Triumph. On Tuesday, March 14th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on wild lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week giving an overview of Azuna. On Wednesday, March 15th, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. 
this week talking how maps are made in Overwatch, Overwatch League franchising, and the revival of Anna. On Friday, March 17th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SITREP Radio, talking the latest in the division, and this week bringing you a roundtable discussion with several ETF members. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.